You're listening to the Small Biz Ahead podcast, brought to you by The Hartford. another episode of Small Biz Ahead, the small business podcast presented by the Hartford. This is John Adaconis. I am joined by my partner, uh, Gene Marks. How's it going, Gene? Doing good, John. You know, it just occurred to me, John, that, you know, for you guys, let, let, seeing how the sausage is made, like we are recording we, this whole series of podcasts recorded throughout a day. I haven't changed my shirt the entire day. I don't <laughs> think, John, you have either, right? For all of you fans who are, who are like, binging this series you're watching every episode you might have realized that uh these guys are like dressed the same every day and i just wanted to assure our audience that i do i do shower on a regular basis <laughs> and change my clothes okay it, it's true you know um i think it, it gets a little bit more interesting the more um i think contents become a little bit digital and social you get to see behind it a little bit i did consider should i bring a different shirt yeah. should i move different backgrounds should i make it visually interesting but we are doing this all together. So, um, you know, one, I think it helps with the, the train of thought. Like two, we can kind of talk about what we just learned in the next one. But so if you've been watching, you know, here we're here for Money Week, talking about a whole bunch of different ways that you can find different access to capital and cash for your small business. So whether that's a startup and you're looking at a loan from like the SBA or a traditional bank loan, maybe you are someone who has large scale clients and you're kind of paid on longer term. So you're considering factoring or you want to ask your friends or family for some cash. We talked about it all. Um, this episode specifically is going to be about online lending and when to think about an online marketplace. So we are joined by a repeat guest of ours, Brock Blake. He is the founder and CEO of Lendio, and he is going to talk to us about why, when, and where you might choose to work with an online lender. So Brock, welcome back to the show. Thanks, John. Appreciate you having me. And uh, Gene, I've been watching all these episodes. It looks like you're wearing the same shirt in every single one of them. <laughs> you know, honestly, do you notice like my, I'm starting to grow, I have a growth on my face as well and like getting all bedraggled <laughs> looking at all. So yeah, thanks for pointing that out, Brock. Really you're appreciate welcome. that. You're welcome. Yeah, appreciate it. <laughs> awesome. Well, Brock, Gene, nice to, to have you both here. Brock, thank you for spending some time with us today. Yeah, um, my pleasure. You know, we're excited to kind of dive right in and, you know, maybe just for folks who are listening for the first time or who didn't catch our last episode, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit Lendio um, and kind of what, what you do there? Yeah, Lendio is the largest marketplace in the United States for business loans. So if you're a business owner and you need capital, we've aggregated about uh, 100 lending institutions across the country from banks, credit unions, fintech lenders, uh, non-bank lenders uh, onto one platform. And get, make it easy for that business owner to go apply for a loan, one place, get access to many loan options that they can comparison shop the rate, the term, the payment amount, and choose the product that is the best fit for them. So we've funded, um, man, I think it's now around 400,000 small businesses, uh, wow. about $13 billion across, you know, across the U.S. So we're, we, we call it fueling the American dream. We're very, very passionate about helping these business owners get access to capital and, and uh, grow their business. That's awesome. Those are some staggering numbers. That's grown a lot, I feel like, the past couple of years, huh? Well, yes, it has grown a lot. Um, and included in those numbers are, you know, a couple hundred thousand PPP loans that we helped uh, business owners secure during the, the pandemic, which was uh, an amazing, amazing experience. Took about 10 years off my life, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the amount of stress that it caused, but it was incredibly meaningful to be able to make such an impact. Awesome. Well, that's good to hear. So maybe we start simply. Why might someone kind of think about, you know, pursuing financing through an online lender? So you talked a little bit about it's it's a lot of folks there. You can kind of comparison shop. It's a single application. 
but are there certain kinds of businesses or, or reasons why an owner might kind of want to lean into to that path first? Yeah, I mean, so, you know, I think online lending, um, the, 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 the true benefit uh, is the, the ease and the convenience of um, being able to apply for a loan and get access to capital very quickly. And uh, that's not the only benefit, but that's one that most people think of that comes to mind uh, right away. The other thing is that the I love about kind of online lenders compared to kind of some of the bank uh, lending that, that is out there is is I think it, it gives access to a wider breadth of small business owners. And I don't want to talk down on banks because there are lender. We have lenders uh, that are banks on our platform or sure. banks that are lenders on our platform as well. But you know, to be able to look at, you know, some of the underserved small businesses or minority owned businesses or women owned businesses or, or other things like that, uh, or businesses that are, you know, younger in uh, as far as their maturity, they maybe only been in six months in business or a year in business. You know, the profile of a bank customer or getting a loan through a bank is usually two to three years at a minimum in business, really healthy uh, revenue, positive cash flow. Uh, very high credit score, usually have to have collateral. Um, and so when if, if you don't meet the criteria of every single one of those items, uh, which is uh, very frequent, maybe you only have two of those items, then it may be a challenge when you go to your bank and you apply for a loan and you, you, you may get declined. Um, so online lenders opens up a, a, to a whole new universe of small businesses that maybe didn't have access uh, to, to capital previously uh, through traditional banks. That's an interesting point because it, I think especially in business, it's, it's kind of tricky to start to understand what are the things that make you a good candidate for a loan and experience so so much oftentimes is the thing. So especially if you're in a newer form business or in a category where you're not going to have, you know, 10 years of, of kind of receipts to, to show back. It, it's an interesting way to kind of give access and, and to find lenders who might be good ones to work with. So um, definitely a, a, an avenue, I think, that folks are interested in pursuing and learning more about. So when you think about how to prepare for that application, because you are kind of starting once and distributing it to many, like what are some things that businesses might want to kind of do to get their affairs in order, right, before they jump in and, and start shopping around right away? Yeah. So, I mean, the process of the application is re really simple. I mean, it's uh, it's 10 to 15 minutes uh, or, or, or it could be five minutes if you have kind of everything ready to go through the process. You know, when you sign up to Lendio, uh, we do a soft pull on your credits. We pull down your credit score, and your credit data. We leverage that. We go out, we sync uh, your bank data. So we're looking at three to six months of bank transaction history, whether you upload your bank statements or whether we use technology to go pull that. Uh, we're leveraging, uh, you know, we look at tax return or any Google uh, data that shows whether you're online and some other things like that. And we use all that information um, and match it up in our, we, we have got technology algorithms that says, okay, out of these hundred banks and the profile we are looking at of that business owner, which lender or group of lenders are most, most likely to be able to offer a loan. And we send that application off to, let's call it four or five or six lenders. Uh, they'll underwrite it, um, and then they'll send back to us an offer or a decline. Then we take those, let's say, four out of the six give us an offer. We'll go back to the business owner and say, okay, here are your four options, A, B, C, D. Um, and they can comparison shop the rate and the term and all the details of that loan and choose the loan product that is the best fit for them. So 
you know, having access to your tax return data and, uh, or handy uh, and any sort of, you know, you can, uh, if, if you want to upload bank statements, having access to that. Uh, those are the two primary things that we're going to look at um, and to, to make it an easy process. And then, Gene, I'm sure that you have a, a ton of thoughts and questions here, too. So I do. I, you know, so, Brock, you know, you mentioned uh, at the beginning of the conversation, how like loans come from a whole bunch of different sources I mean, credit unions, CDFIs, right? You know, yep. Community development, financial institution, the SBA, online lenders, banks. As a business, do I care where the, where the money is coming from? Um, honestly, most businesses don't care where the money's coming from. Um, but should know, we? <laughs> they should. Uh, yeah. They should. But, you know, I think one of the things about Lendio uh, is that we care a lot about the reputation we're delivering. We're the advocate for the business owner. And so we're not going to add a lender onto our platform that we haven't vetted, that we, you know, like we want to make sure that they provide a great customer experience after they get the loan, that, that uh, you know, there's, there's some horror stories out there, right? right. Um, and so I think doing your research on the lending institution, even if you haven't heard of them, Go look at their online reviews and see kind of what the experience they've had with other customers. Do they have, do they post credibility things around? Do they have, you know, they post a phone number, do they post their address, do they post the team, uh, the management team on the website? Or are they hiding behind certain things? And and so there's some 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 things like that that I think are best practices uh, for a business owner to determine, hey, is this a, a the right lending institution that's gonna take good care of me? Whether I'm, they're, they're really well known, like an American Express or, or you know, someone like that, or uh, Bank of America, or maybe they're lesser known. Um, some of the lesser knowns, uh, you know, they're coming up, but they do an incredible job taking care of their customers. So, mm-hmm. uh, so if I'm if I'm evaluating a potential lender, like let's say you know Lendio is recommending two or three you know different sources. Let's say the terms of the deal are relatively the same. What would you? I mean, you work with all these with these guys for years. You know what I mean? So what would be, um, you know, what, what would be your advice? What would be either red flags that I should be aware of uh, for a potential relationship that might not be good for my business? Um, or on the other side, what would be like, you know, things I should be looking for for the, the, the right lender for my business? Well, I mean, there's there's a evaluation of lenders, but then there's just evaluation of the loan product. Is it the best fit for the, the business owner? Um, mm-hmm. So evaluation of lenders, I think I talked about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can you can kind of comparison and uh, compare and contrast certain lenders. But in my opinion, it's most important for the business owner when they're thinking about getting a loan um, uh, to make sure you do the ROI analysis on a loan. Um, and meaning sometimes, you know, people talk that there's, there's low rate loans, there's medium rate loans, there's high rate loans. And, and high rate people think are automatically bad. And low rate, mm. they think automatically is good. And that's not really the case. A lot of times it can be a cost of capital for a high rate loan could be lower in, because of the shorter duration and, and gets you what you need than doing a 10 year, you know, low interest rate loan. Um, right. And, uh, and, and the other thing is that so in ROI case, if I'm a business owner, I want to know, like venture capital is really expensive money. Right. I've raised $80 million of venture capital and I have to return. I'm supposed to return five to 10 X you know, my, the, the, the money that, that I've got, that's expensive. That's a high rate of interest. That's a high rate of interest, <laughs> right. right? But the ROI case I'm taking that money is really high. Um, and you look at some business owners and, and you say, well, man, if I could get this loan and I can increase my revenue, you know, 10 grand a month and I could pay that off in six months, it may be the best 
money you've ever taken because you've really thought through the ROI case. Um, right. So I think it's more about, okay, let's look at that loan and let's apply it to my situation. Can this be good for me or is it not? And if you, you know, you don't want to get in that trap of like going and borrowing higher rate money to pay off lower rate money because you didn't do that ROI analysis early. That's the spy, the death spiral that business owners don't want to get themselves into. Lendio is not an online lender. You're a marketplace, right? You know, right. I mean, you facilitate this stuff. I got to imagine it annoys you sometimes when people throw you into the whole uh, bucket of online lenders. You know what I mean? There's like all these online lenders, including Lendio. And I, I imagine there are times you're like, no, 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 guys, we're, we're not a lender. We're like a marketplace, you know, for these lenders. Wait, the online lending itself has always had like this stigma to it. I mean, this is a, this is a 20 plus billion dollar industry. This is like growing. There are people out, you know, their business, of, it's a legit industry, but people are like, oh, there's high rates of interest or there's sharks out there or, you know, people take advantage or whatever. What do you think are some of the misconceptions about, you know, about the whole online lending marketplace that you think should be cleared up for, for a business, you know, before they, they dive in? Man, how much time do we have? Yeah, right, right. Well, let me hit on a couple things. So the first thing is um, there are bad actors out there. Uh, mm. And so I, I just I don't I want to acknowledge that. And, and again, some of the things we talked about earlier, looking at the legitimacy, the reviews of, of lenders, uh, that, that those bad actors give a really bad name for some incredibly reputable, you know, top service lend, online lenders. Um, right. And so that's number one. Number two is... Uh, you know, the online lenders are really, uh, you know, trying to fill a gap. Um, you know, you've got banks that are only going to lend to the highest credit business owner. And but what about everyone else? Right. Um, and and there's a very small percentage of businesses that are going to meet the criteria of a traditional bank or credit union. And um, so, you know, I think it's capitalism that online lenders are going to say, like, if you're comparing them to the bank, yeah, they're lending to people that are riskier than a bank would because those business owners went to the bank and they got declined and they, so where, you know, what's the opportunity? Third thing is, is, you know, I think putting yourself in the shoes of a, of, of a lending institution, I don't care if you're a bank or an online lender or you're a CDFI or who you are. Yeah. The, they're really trying to price risk. So I, I talk to business owners and I think about, th- I call it the three C's, right? You've got your credit score, you've got your cash flow, and you've got collateral. Right now, if you have great credit, really strong cash flow, and really good collateral, you represent low risk, and so you're going to have a low rate. But let's say you only have two of those three. You know, you've got collateral, and you've got you know good credit, but no cash flow. Right. Well, now you represent medium risk, and so guess what? Your rate, it's just it's economics. Your rate is going to be a medium rate. Right. And or let's say you only have one of those three. Let's say you only have cash flow, but you have low credit score, you have no collateral. Now you represent higher risk. And so your rate is going to it's going to continue to go up as you, you know, the you what type of re- risk you represent. So I think it's helpful uh, for a business owner to take a step back and do a self-assessment and say, if I were a lender lending to me and I were looking at my credit, and my cash flow, and my collateral, where do I fit? And then you can manage expectations and, and, and you say, okay, well, it's an you know, 18% rate and I, I wish it was a 5% rate, but 
I'm not in the 5% category today. And that's kind of just some, you know, some self-awareness. Right. I think it's a valuable aspect to think. Well, you're making this assumption that we as business owners are, are reasonable people. And uh, it is kind of a stretch sometimes, you know, because <laughs> we're always thinking, we're always thinking we're being fleeced. Um, and that's not the case. It's just the other people, you're right, they're, they're managing their risk. Brock, other questions for you, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm jumping around, but I just am curious to get your, your thoughts on it. There is not within, we're talking about, we're, we're having this conversation now in like sort of early to mid-November. Inflation has been, you know, as you know, creeping up significantly, yep. um, you know, and, and with, with the expectation that's going to continue. I speak to just like so many biz, I was, I was traveling this past week, two weeks actually, at various conferences. And, you know, when we talk about inflation and the, the, the economy, there is not a single business owner in the room in front of me that does not expect interest rates to be going up sometime, you know, in the near future. I mean, it's just, it's sort of going to be inevitable, um, you know, that the Fed's going to have to start jumping in at some point and, you know, to, to you know, control. So I, I was just kind of curious if, you know, you know are, are people will be viewing this, you know, some, John, I guess people will be viewing this sometime in December or whatever. I mean, it's, it's going to be fairly close to when we're talking, so it's relevant. But what are your thoughts on interest rates? As somebody who's in this lending marketplace, I mean, do you, do you feel like going to business owners and saying, hey, man, if you need capital, you better lock it in sooner rather than later because rates are going up. Like, you know what? Give us your thoughts on, on where you think interest rates are going or what type of advice you would be giving to business owners looking for financing now. You know, candidly, I, I think that the business lending environment is, is a little bit of an arm's length from the, the, the moving interest rate. It's, uh, it's not like mortgage and it's not like auto. Okay. Like every, like Fed rate changes and your mortgage changes immediately or your auto rate changes immediately. And in business lending, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of one step removed and it's not going to fluctuate as it's, it's a little bit insulated. So my, my point is, I, I encourage business owners, the best time to get capital is when you don't need it. Um, and, you know, it's great advice. if you can be, and it's, that's, again, we're emotional people. And if we don't need it, we think, why would I go and spend any time trying to get it? But if you've got a cyclical business, you know, and you know, you're going into your down season, um, you know, bef before you get to your down season, you should be applying for a loan and kind of preparing for that, that rainy day. And so I think, I, I don't get too caught up and, and just because I see it, um, you know, sure. that the, the rates don't fluctuate as much as consumers. I get so I, I focus less on that and more on what are the needs of that business owner and how does that, you know, when 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 do you need it? Can you prepare and get the capital be, like the worst time? And this happens so often is all of a sudden it's it's Wednesday and I've got payroll on Friday and I'm looking at my bank account. I'm like, I'm not going to yeah. make payroll. That's the worst time. And I need money right now. Mm. Um, and they come in and they apply and it's like, okay, when do you need the capital? I need it tomorrow. Cause otherwise I'm not going to hit payroll on Friday. Like that is the worst time to, you know? So anyway, I, I know I'm skirting your question around a no, little bit no, around okay. rates, but I, 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 just because we don't, we track it pretty closely and, it, and it's not, directly tied as much as mortgage and consumer. And it's a really important point you're making because you just said just a few minutes ago that, you know, lenders make the decision based on risk, you know? So yeah, there is a cost of capital to them. If interest rates go up, it's going to cost them a little more, but the real, the, the lion's share of their rate decisions are really based on the risk of the business they're lending to, um, not what the Fed is doing and not what 
prevailing interest rates are. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Okay. So if you want the best rate, don't worry about what the Fed's doing. Go when you don't need it. Yeah. That's where you're going to get the lowest cost of capital. Yeah. Or take care of your own business and make sure that, uh, you know, you're as least a risk as possible to somebody right. who wants to lend you money. So it's important. Also, you mentioned earlier about uh, the type of due diligence that you do for uh, businesses that want to, you know, uh, when they go through the application process. So you're you're looking in their bank history, you're looking at their tax returns, you're looking at their credit history, you know. Um, so do you get pushback from that? Do a lot, you know, I mean, listen, you know, we run businesses. We don't we hate it when people ask about our internal financial affairs. Um, you're like, how am I going to lend money to you unless I know like what your business is? Can I just share some of the information with you? You must get some pushback on that, right? Yeah, we get we get some pushback and, um, you know, a little bit. But I think it's I think it's fairly well understood that if you need if you're seeking a loan, there's some information that you have to be you have to provide. It, you know, you can go and kind of kick tires and say, well, I just want to know if I'm going to, you know, be in the ballpark or what my rate's going to be or other things like that. And we can do some of that without, you know getting right. all the information. But for the most part, if you want a real offer and know, you know, kind of exactly where you stand and, and, and you're going to be able to get a view of three to five lenders that right. are, are presenting you rates and terms that you can choose from in different loan sizes. Um, and there's no cost to that business owner. So there's a little bit of pushback, but, but not much, honestly, I think it's fairly well accepted these days that, that, uh, you know, I, I need to provide some information for them to do some analysis. Hey, John, I'm going to turn it back to you in a minute, but I just one final question, uh, uh, Brock, was like, you know, where do you see Lendio going, you know, as a, as a marketplace for online loans, all of that, that's happening right now in 2021, you know, if you project yourself five or 10 years in the future, besides you going to watch your son quarterback for the Eagles at that time, um, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> um, where, you know, where do you, you know, how, how do you see the, the world of financing for small companies going? Should, you know, more digital crypto, you know, like you know, more vehicles and instruments to, 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 to finance your business off of? I'm kind of curious what you thought about the future for the company. Yeah. So I, I, I'd answer that, that question in two ways. So one, there's two participants here, right? There's the business owner and there's the lender. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the business owner for a second. Um, in a few years, the business owner will, in the, in, the, in the palm of their hand, their phone, they will be able to have what I call an always-on application, meaning I don't want the business owner to ever have to go and apply for a loan again. If we have access to you know, their bank data, we have access to, and it's open banking where they, they give access to it, and you have access to some of their invoice data or whatever, you, um, then what happens is you know, as we can we can we can predict when they're going to need a loan and recommend it before they ever think about applying for a loan. Um, yeah. Because and and so just alert them on their phone. You know, when they're getting cash alerts going, like, hey, you got payroll coming up. You've got this bill that you haven't you know collected on, or oh, you're approved for fifty thousand dollars. Click here to take it. And it's just like ease of it's ease of uh, of running your business because it's just right there you have access to it all the time um so that's certainly coming i mean we're we're, we're very close to doing that right now we've got mm. we got fifty thousand business owners that are using um our what we call sunrise which is our cash flow technology that syncs with their bank account works with their invoice tools and now we can we can be help them get the best capital the lowest rate at the best time um, when they don't have to think about it. So that's number one. 
The second thing I think about is on the lender side, um, and specifically with banks and credit unions. You've got about 5,000 banks and credit unions in the country that do business loans. And the majority of those require you to go into their branch, fill out a stack of papers this thick, <laughs> and then wait six or eight weeks for them to get back to you on whether you're approved for a loan or not. Literally still in 2021. That is oh, yes. absolutely the environment. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yep. Um, and, but what's happened is they've had this pandemic where banks realized that business owners were, first of all, they were quarantined. They couldn't go into the branch. <laughs> And now they never want to go into the branch. Right. And so banks are really starting to embrace and, and ask for an, uh, technology where they could have bankofabc.com. You know, I'm Gene Marks. I go and apply and I can get approved, you know, instantly at that bank. And it's going to the experience is going to be much more like online lending, but with bank rates. Right. And um, and so we've you know, we've got a lot of technology that that's able to do that. And we've got a lot of banks we work with that are kind of begging for it. And so there's opportunity to really make this uh, the this experience of lending much uh, more frictionless or take out a bunch of the friction of the experience for both sides and and, and help uh, get access to capital much easier. That's great. That's great. Brock, that's great. Uh, John, any final questions from you? You want to pick it up? Yeah, I think my only question really is, you know, when folks are kind of thinking about using an online marketplace, you're, you're going to get access to different types of lenders, right? So if you're not one of the most, you know, traditionally credit worthy businesses or, or people, you know, and I think it, it, it's interesting that we even still use that term, especially so much around a credit score. I, I kind of look at it like a debt score <laughs> um, yeah. because you, you, you can't really get it unless you take on debt. But you know, as we're thinking about ways to kind of maybe move that that tier. So if you're trying to get from like high risk to medium risk or medium risk to low risk, do you think of an online marketplace as a good way to kind of find, you know, alternative lenders so you can start to kind of build up either your cash flow or your credit score? So if you want to be in a position where you are more comfortable long term working with a traditional bank, you're, you're kind of doing the work to get there? No question. I, I, I'm so glad you brought that up because a lot of times a business owner, I might be a high risk business owner today. And so if I can be methodical and disciplined to say, okay, I'm going to take this loan and I'm going to pay it down. First thing that's going to happen is the lender that gave you that loan is going to see that you're credit worthy and, and they're going to be motivated to give you a larger loan of renewal for a larger loan at a lower rate. And so the next loan you take, you're going to, let's, you know, you take another loan from them and it's at a lower, larger loan, lower rate you're disciplined and you pay that down. Now, other lenders, either the same lender or other lenders are now going to see, wow, they've got a track record and they're going to give you a larger loan at a lower rate. And you're just going to keep earning your way into that larger loan, lower risk category. And so I, I highly recommend, I don't, you don't want business owners to get into trouble in the bad spots. And again, that's our all, all about that ROI decision. And, and, uh, and that's critical. But if, if, you, if you, there's ROI there and there's opportunity to do that, now you're going to put yourself in a great position where you've got the, you know, access to lower, lower rates, larger loans uh, to help your business uh, work through those cash flow needs. Yeah, it's interesting, too, because, I mean, just even your comment around interest in Gene, if, if the inflation rumors hold up mm. and, and these loans move at a different pace when you think about maybe purchasing property or collateral for your business to kind of think about that, that might be a, an alternative way to kind of think about how you start to kind of add into that asset bank too. 
Awesome. Well, Brock, it's been a, a great conversation and, you know, we want to thank you again for joining us. I think that this is a, an interesting topic for a lot of folks and gave some good you know, overview on, on how and when to think of an online marketplace and what the role is, right? As you're kind of looking at different access to, to different types of funding for yourself and your business. So thanks very much for joining us again. Yeah. Always love spending time with both of you. So thanks for having me. Yeah. Love talking with you, Brock. So thank you very much. We appreciate it. Have a great, have a great weekend.